One of my favorite places throughout my life to pray that regrettably I've not gotten to go back to in a very long time is the St. Joseph Chapel at the Pontifical College Josephinum where I went to seminary. It was the house chapel, and I mean, there's a lot of things about it that were just so amazing, and I spent a lot of time there in my six years in seminary. And I think the thing about this, this chapel is it's like the right size room. It wasn't like cavernous and huge. It wasn't too small. It was just kind of like just the right size. The stained glass windows were beautiful, just depicting various scenes from the life of Christ, and the colors just really popped. It was just amazing. And then on the walls in between the windows, there was a lot of just really beautiful painting. But one of my favorite things about the chapel is lining the top of the wall where the wall meets the ceiling, going all the way around the chapel, was the prologue or the beginning of the Gospel of John. We just heard a couple of the two out of those 14 verses in the Gospel this morning. And we all know the prologue at least a little bit. You know, it begins with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then that gradually just unfolded around the chapel. Well, at the, the very center, at the front, above the tabernacle and the crucifix, was a verse that we actually get today. So at the very center, you would read, he was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And I remember, like, at first sight seeing this, and a lot of people that come to visit, it's like, really? That's what's at the very center, above the crucifix? He was not the light that came to testify to the light? And I mean, maybe even pulling up today when you saw the sign, like of all the verses we could choose a week out from Christmas, that's what we picked? Well, here's the thing. When you think about that verse at the very heart of the chapel, in a chapel where young men studying and discerning whether or not they're called to be priests, there's a reason why they, they laid it out the, that way, to have that at the very heart of everything. It was this reminder to all of these guys studying that, hey, you're not the Messiah. The church isn't like waiting for you to come and set everything right. Why? Because we already have a Savior, right? You are not like the one who's finally going to change everything. We have Jesus Christ. And my friends, as we hit this third Sunday of Advent and the third word in our ongoing examination of conscience based on silent nights, calm. You know, we've had silent, we've had holy, now we get to calm. I think this phrase is so important for all of us. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. As we look at this time of year, and I just say, you know, it's kind of like a microcosm of the whole year. We get overwhelmed, right? Like we want everything to be perfect. We want to give it our all. We want to make sure everything's great. But sometimes, very often, we put everything on our shoulders. Like, I've got to do this. I have to make this. It has to be perfect. And we put all this weight on our shoulders, and we think that everything relies on us. But the fact of the matter is, you're not the Savior. We already have one. Everything's not on your shoulders. Be calm. Why? Because our Lord has entered into all of this with us. We're not like waiting for you to finally like save it all, right? It's not all on your shoulders. And think about this too. What are you afraid of? What do you think is going to happen if your Christmas card isn't perfect? If the house isn't amazingly clean? If the party doesn't go off the way it was supposed to? If, ready for this, at the vigil mass a week from now, we're getting ready for Christmas, 
what if the microphones go out and I have to yell at all the masses? Remember that? I do. You know, and I was so upset about it. I want it all to go perfect. I want it to be amazing. But here's the beautiful thing. Jesus Christ has been born. Jesus Christ has lived, suffered, died for us, and risen from the dead. We have a Savior, and you're not Him. And that's a beautiful thing. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And I would say this time of year, being calm is not exactly the easiest thing. I mean, it's that way for all of us, right? But not even just because Christmas is coming, but we do this to ourselves all year long. And ultimately, to get to that point, right, of being at Christmas and being able to be peaceful, to be silent, to rest in things and to be calm, I think it's so important that we reflect on this and even ask for St. John the Baptist's help. Help me to recognize it's not all on my shoulders, right? Help me to recognize that, yes, our Lord wants us to give it our all. He wants us to do our best. But ultimately, we're here to recognize that he is in our midst that we're waiting for him to come again, to be ready, to welcome him back. But it's not all on our shoulders. Two just different things to kind of point out. You know, as you look at the Pharisees questioning John the Baptist at the end, I love what he says here. You know, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize. And I'd say that's one of the biggest dangers of this time of year. One among you. Jesus Christ is in our midst. He's giving us himself in the Eucharist. He's here with us every day. Do we stop to recognize that the Savior is with us? That he wants to love you? And remember, he's not waiting until you've pulled it all off and it's all perfect to finally love you. Just to give an example, we had our beautiful Christmas program with the kiddos on Friday in the school. It was in here at 1.30. It was lovely from pre-K to eighth grade. They sang their hearts out. They read beautifully. They did a great job. I got a little emotional. It was amazing. Now the thing is, I didn't get emotional and like overwhelmed with pride because they pulled off the songs perfectly and they sang it exactly the way it's supposed to be sung. And the choreography was just so. Okay, they did a good job, but I loved it because I loved them and they were doing their best and they gave it their all. Now if they had been indifferent, didn't really care, yeah, I would have been disappointed. And we shouldn't be indifferent and not care about this time of year, but... You can't hold yourself to some crazy standard and think, I have to do this, and if I don't, it's like, it's okay. Our Lord has come. And think about the circumstances when he first came. They laid him in a manger, which I know, it's like we've romanticized it. It's great. What's a manger? It's a feeding trough. Seriously, that's what it is. It's where animals eat, and that's where he was laid. The Son of God, the King of the universe, laid in a feeding trough. And I guarantee it was not immaculately clean, right? Why? Because it's a feeding trough. And then down the road is a maniacal king who wants to kill him. The circumstances weren't amazing, and yet there's the first silent night. I know that there are crazy things going on. There are a lot of circumstances, but St. Paul tells us here, in all circumstances, give thanks. Now, we'll say this. He doesn't say for all circumstances. If you drove in today and got a flat tire as it's another gross Sunday in a row, we don't normally have two of those in a row. But if that happened, okay. You don't have to say, Lord, I'm thankful for the flat tire. No, in all circumstances. Don't let that ruin your life, right? Don't let it be like, oh, I can't believe this is the worst thing ever. Well, hey, guess what? You have a car that works like 99% of the time, right? We don't have like bullets flying over our head. Like, okay, there's a little bit of inconvenience, but you know what? Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. Give thanks in all things. Be calm. It's okay. 
Will everything go perfect all the time? No, it won't. But if we look to why we say joy on this Sunday, right? Why? I rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul. Not my perfectly planned party. Not my awesome Christmas cards, though I am proud of them. But, you know, all this sort of stuff. Ultimately, why are we able to have joy? Because, my friends, we, each one of us, are not the light. We testify to the light, just like John the Baptist. And at this time of year, we are called, ultimately, to be calm. Why? Because our Lord has come. He loves us enough to have entered into all this with us. Loves us enough to once again give us himself in this Mass. To be in the midst of all of this with us. Loving us all the time. Bringing that light in and scattering the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome the light. Rest in that. Be calm. And be ready to welcome him on that silent night. Praise be Jesus Christ.